Well, that's just a touch of, of what has happened here in the moving experience. And uh, man, it has just been a great time. And we, I've just been so excited in these, well, really, it's the past few months. We have been working together. Uh, someone came to me with this vision, uh, someone in the church, and they really have carried this vision through. And it's just been so exciting to meet all of these incredible artists. These past few days, I've just been walking the halls and meeting with people. And, and people say, yeah, this is my art. And they're explaining their art to us. And man, just the incredible stories. And it's just so incredible what people can do. We got some of this, uh, this artwork that, that has been painted down here. And oh, by the way, the one on the far left, the, the picture of the individual has been donated to the church. And, and just, man, it's so, when you look down at the intricacies of the artwork, you are just absolutely amazed. And, and uh, one person told me as they went through this, uh, the moving experience, they said, I go to art shows all over all over the United States or wherever, and he says, this is one of the best I've ever seen. And he says it really, it really affected people. So, yeah. I, uh, and this is, we're just a church, you know, just trying to serve our community. And that was wonderful. We've been partnering with organizations, kind of a suicide prevention organization. We've been connecting with professional counselors, uh, Bridge Street Mission, Rise Up Artwork. And it's just been fun to connect with people in our community towards a common cause to bring hope and healing into people's lives. We have met so many people in the community. I don't know if you know this. We've had close to 300 people go through the halls of this church. 300 people in our community go through the halls of this church. And we're not done because we know that you're going to go home and you're going to bring some friends with you to experience what's happening here. We had this. I'm super excited. We've had 55 volunteers from our church who have committed to help out, and you have been present and loving on people. Give yourselves a hand for all you have done. And we, we, we did this for a reason. There was a cause. We just felt like this was important. And we all know this. We've been talking about it for over a year now. This past year was just different. There's just been a lot of negativity. There's been a lot of sickness. There's been death. There's been depression. There's been anxiousness. There's just been a lot of fear, a lot of challenges that have come along with this pandemic. We know the rioting and the, the, the chaos that's been happening in our streets, and, the, and everything has turned political. And when things turn political, it's always chaotic. It's always hateful, and it's always hurtful. So we just decided, we, what, is, what is it that we could do that would draw the community in? We know that people are struggling. Whenever there is a loss of peace, a loss of hope, and a loss of purpose, we know that that creates a sense of hopelessness. And I just believe that the church is called to be a messenger of hope, a communicator of hope, a demonstrator of what hope looks like. So today, and I think one of the ways that, that we help is to help people to restore purpose through their art. And I know a lot of artists have talked to me and they, they said, I just needed something like this. I needed, you know, God created me to be an artist and, and, and I feel like my purpose was restored. You know, there is power in your purpose. There is power in your purpose. I don't know if you know this this morning, but each and every one of you, there is a plan and there is a purpose 
for your life. And when we go through seasons of chaos, sometimes we forget what that purpose is. We forget. Some, purpose is this. If you, if you know your purpose, when you're in and you're doing something and you're working at something and you just feel like, I was made for this. How many of you have, have felt that before? I was made to do this. You feel like you are in your sweet spot. How many of you right now, you, what you do in your occupation or in your ministry, you feel like you're in your sweet spot? You're like, yes, I, would. I, I can't believe I get paid to do this. You feel like you are contributing to make the world better. And, and more, more than this, you know that you're in your purpose because you feel fulfillment. When was the last time you felt fulfillment? Today I want to remind each and every one of you that you are a masterpiece of God, and you have a purpose. Some of you, you needed to be reminded of that. You are a masterpiece. Individually, God worked and planned your life, and He created you as a masterpiece, and God has a purpose for your life. And I, 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 this isn't just some nice cliche this pastor is making up. Honestly, the Word of God says the same thing. The Apostle Paul tells us, Ephesians 2.10, he says, for you, talking about you this morning, this message is all about you. You, you are God's masterpiece. Look at the neighbor, look at your neighbor this morning, say, so you're looking at a masterpiece. I know, I know you know that. You're looking at your spouse. I know you know this already, but pastor told me that I am God's masterpiece, and God has created you anew. Everybody say anew. We're going to talk about that here in a second. In Christ Jesus. So you, here we're talking about you again, our favorite subject, so you can do the things that he planned for you long ago. So here's the deal. You will never fully understand what this passage means until you come into relationship with Jesus Christ. You'll never really be able to fully own this. This, this morning, I want to ask you, those who are online, do you have relationship with Jesus Christ? That's when all of this is arise. Because when you understand, listen, listen, this is the whole point of the message. When you understand who you are in Christ, you understand what your purpose in life is. When you understand who you are in Christ, that's when you discover your purpose. So in this passage, Paul tells us there's four important things you need to understand about you. And again, we're going to talk about you this morning. How many of you like to talk about you? You like to talk about you. We're going to talk about you and your purpose. You need to understand, number one, you need to understand you are a new. Everybody say a new. You are a new person. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And I love this. Paul says this. He says, anyone, anyone. Any person here in this room, any person in the balcony, any person who's driving by this building today, anyone in this community, those who are watching online, wherever you are this morning, anyone, anyone who belongs to Christ or comes into relationship with Jesus Christ, you become a new person. Everybody say a new, a new person. You see, what happens is this old life that you're living in, all that junk and all this stuff, everything that was broken, it, it is gone, and a new life has begun. So here's what happens. When you accept Jesus Christ 
as your Lord and your Savior. You invite Him into your life. It's, it's called, to be, Jesus says it's to be reborn. When you are reborn spiritually, God, what He does is God places His Holy Spirit inside of you, and He begins to transform you. He begins to renew you. The, the big, big, big holy word is called sanctification. All right, don't get stuck up on sanctification. All you know is that there's a transforming work that's beginning to take place. How many of you are here this morning, and you know when you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, something happened to you? Something began to take place on the inside. God began to do a work in you. You became a new. You became a new person. I love this, this, uh, this idea here. It's called kintsugi art. It's kind of a, a mosaic art. Mosaic art is when you take broken pieces and you put them into something. You take these broken pieces that are no good that you can just throw it into the trash can. But no, 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 don't throw it in the trash can. They are worth it. They're worthwhile. They have a purpose. And you begin to put all of those pieces together and you make a beautiful mosaic. And this kintsugi art, the Japanese, they, they practice this art. And what they'll do is they'll take a perfectly good vase and they will just drop it. And they'll gather up all of the pieces and they'll mend it back together, except they'll mend it together back with gold. And that vase right there becomes stronger than the original vase ever was. Not only does it become stronger, but it becomes more beautiful, and its value increases. And I want you to know this morning, this is you. When you come into relationship with Jesus Christ, what we do is we surrender all of our broken pieces to Him. We say, oh God, here's my broken pieces. God, restore me. Make me better than new. That's what God does. Isn't that a beautiful picture of what God does for our lives? So we need to understand this morning that you are a new person. When you understand who you are in Christ, you understand your purpose. Number two, you understand you are the object of God's affection. Listen to this. First John says this, see how very much our Father loves you. Again, we're talking about you this morning. Do you realize how much Father God loves you? For he calls you his child, and that is what you are. And some of you are here this morning, some of you are watching online, you needed to be reminded that you are a loved, precious child of God. There is nothing like a love that a parent has for their child. And I remember, I, I, our son just turned 27, and we got to celebrate with him here two weekends ago, his birthday. You know, and every, every parent here this morning, you kind of go back to that moment. I was there the moment that he was born, and I honestly, I, I think some of you can resonate with me. I just felt like at that moment, that very moment that he came out, I, it changed me. I, all of a sudden, God just like zapped me with this father's heart, this father's love, and all of a sudden, this child became the object of my affection. There's just something, something about a parent's love for their child, right? There's something about that. And God thought of you when He created you. He, he thought of you. And you need to know this morning that God 
cares about you. You are important to Father God. You are the object of His affection. God's love for you is truly amazing. Listen to this, Ephesians 3. It says, and may you... Don't you love the theme of this message this morning? And, and, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to under, fully understand, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. You know, I, I know this this morning. I've been a pastor for several years. I, coming up on an anniversary, close to 30 years, coming up on Tuesday, 30 years in ministry. I've talked with a lot of people, and I know this. There are I, I'm not naive to this. A lot of people in this room watching online who have a father wound. They've been wounded by their earthly father. And because they've been wounded by their earthly father, they struggle today to love or even trust their heavenly father. I understand that. And, and I, my heart goes out to you. And, 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 and I know that, that that's, that's a reality. Yet, when you grasp this, when you grasp God the Father's love for you, it changes you. There's something that just takes place in you. You know what you receive? When you grasp this, when you get healing in your life and you grasp God's love for you, what happens is you, receive, you, you, you feel empowered and you feel peace, right? You experience His empowerment and His peace and it rises up within you and it changes you. You need to understand, number three, you are God's masterpiece. Again, just point out to the person next to you because they need to be reminded because they're thinking this whole message is about them, all right? So just point out to them, I am God's masterpiece. And you know what a masterpiece is? There's a, a word, a Greek word, and I, I'm not really good with Greek, but I'm going to try it, piom, all right? And that's where we get the word poem, Poem, the Greek word, something that is artfully created, skillfully and artfully made. And, and again, as you, as you come back or if you've been a part of the moving experience, you'll, you'll walk through the hallways and you'll see this art collection and you'll see poetry that has been written by this creator. This person sat down and they wrote this or they painted this art. And for every masterpiece, there is a master creator who had this vision, they had this intention, they had this purpose, and that's then they set about their work, and it came to life. And that's what God did for you. God discovered you, and, and, and somehow he, he said, I'm going to create this thing that's in my heart and in my mind. Listen to the psalmist, what he says in Psalm 139, as he reflects on God's creation. He says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body, and you knit me together in my mother's womb. You see, God knew all about you even before you were in your mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. I mean, science is still discovering new things about the human body that are just amaze us. Your workmanship is marvelous how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in the utter seclusion. I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me 
before I was born. This is your heavenly Father talking about you. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day has passed. Listen to me, church. Some of you have been raised and you have been told that you are a mistake. I want you to know this morning, God does not make mistakes. God knows all about you. He knew about you from the very beginning. God created you to be anew at rebirth. You, listen to me, you are God's greatest work. You are His masterpiece, and you are unique. You are one of a kind. So, I have a few masterpieces that I would like to share with you this morning. A few masterpieces, things that I just, I cherish so much that there was a creator that put these together and, and I was a part of it. And, and here's my first masterpiece that I want to share with you this morning. And some of these guys were kind of teasing me, saying, ask me if I brought my binky to church this morning, my blankie. Everybody see this? You guys laugh, but this is a masterpiece right here, all right? Oh, I didn't, I didn't notice that. Oh, yes. My daughter made this for me in the sixth grade. It's a masterpiece. I sit with this blanket just about every morning. I wouldn't trade this blanket for anything. You see, she had a vision. I love the vision. <laughs> she had a vision. I, I, I don't know. Some of you don't know I'm from Ohio, and uh, so I kind of cheer on the the better team. Anyhow, <laughs> I cherish this. It's a masterpiece. This is a great work of art, okay? My son is a musician, and a few years ago, we got to uh, attend his senior recital. I mean, he can do stuff with music and piano like none other. And, and so we sat down, and I don't know what to, I don't know what to expect. You know, I, I don't, I'm not a music person. I joke with people when I say, his mom taught him how to play piano, I taught him how to play the tambourine. And we sit down at this big hall, and, he, and, and his first piece that I'm going to play with you, just to just play, play for you just here, just a moment, he has a, a violin accompanist. Can I, can I just show off my son here for just a second? We got an audio of this. Go ahead and play it. Those are two cherished, yeah. Two cherished masterpieces. Masterpiece, just brilliant. 
And I just love, I just love to see my children as they work in the purposes and the, and the giftings that God has given to them. They're one-of-a-kind masterpieces. Understand, you are a one-of-a-kind masterpiece. And when you are operating in your giftings and your purpose, <laughs> I'm a little choked up this morning just listening to that and feeling the warmth of my blanket the daughter made, my daughter made for me. And just think how our Father feels about us when we work in our giftings. Understand, you're one of a kind, uh, a, one of a kind masterpiece. Your personality, each and every one of you, has a unique personality. We and you, if you've done personality profiles, you know there's so many different combinations that are in this room. You have different skills. And some of you are here today, and you're primarily like a hands person. Get You're really, really gifted with your hands. But the, uh, the other things, uh, don't ask me to do bookkeeping or anything like that. But some of you are just really gifted in your mind, and you know how to, to work out all those intricate thoughts with your mind. But, and some of you are just heart people. You're so gifted with people and talents. And then some of you have a mixture of those things. The different skills that God has given to you. God has given you your story. So each and every person has a different story. For me, I, I was born in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Amish country uh, of the East. And then my parents at age four, we moved out to Ohio, and I became a Buckeyes fan. And then I, I graduated from Jackson High School, probably at the lowest bottom of my class, okay? And then somehow God called me to go to a, a, a Christian college, and I meet this beautiful woman, and she changes my life. And, and I go into ministry, da-da-da-da-da, the story. What is your story this morning of where God has brought you to? And then some of you, you have a passion that there's certain things that just break your heart and you have to do something about. God put that passion in you. And then God gave you, when you came into relationship with Jesus Christ, he gave you what is called a spiritual gift. And I'm telling you, something happens when you discover your spiritual gifts and you begin to develop those gifts, and more importantly, when you operate in those spiritual gifts. We'll talk about those things here a little bit later in our, in our sermon series. Can I encourage you, if you don't know your spiritual gifts, to take a spiritual gifts test? We're going to do that here in a few months when we do our growth track training. But listen to the psalmist here. He says, thank you for making me. Can we just say right now, just say thank you, God. Thank you, God, for how you have made me wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. You are uniquely made. And can I just encourage you this morning? You are uniquely made. Don't try to be somebody that you're not. Understand you have a purpose. God created you with a purpose in your life. Ephesians 2.10, he says, so you can do the good things he's planned for you to do. So this tells me you were born with a, a plan that's bigger than your life, bigger than you can even realize. God created you as a disciple of Jesus. Chris Hodges says this, discipleship is not about learning more stuff. It's about discovering and developing the reason why you were created. So when I read the Bible, I discover there's three purposes. I'm not ready just yet. There's three purposes for your life. Three purposes. Number one is to know 
and love God. That's your purpose. It all starts there. When you know and you come into relationship with God, you know and you love God. More than, and listen to me, it's more than just head knowledge. But when you know Him personally as your Lord and Savior, when you begin to love God with everything that you've got, your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, and then when you begin to know God and to love God, you begin to follow God. I want you to know this morning, your purpose, your purpose this morning is to know and to love and to follow God. God created you that. He created you for relationship. Number two, your, your purpose is to glorify God. Now, the word glorify, a lot of people get confused by this, but the word glorifies means to live in a way that brings attention to someone else. So we got football season just right around the corner, and we're going to see it. It's going to happen this year because it happens every year. You're going to see that guy, and he's going to run into the end zone with the football, and he's going to spike the ball, and he's going to do like, yeah, do some of this, and he's going to do like this, and he's going to do like this, right? And he's going to wear the, do the belt, and he's going to say this, right? There's going to be that guy because there's always that guy. There's more of those guys. And then you're going to get that other guy, and he's going to get the ball, and he's going to pretend like he's been there before, and he's going to do this, Right? Which one is giving glory to God? Which one's giving glory to himself? So when we glorify God, that's what we do with our lives. Hey, 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 I, I thank you. Thank you for what you said, but don't look at me. Look at him. Don't look at my gifting. Don't look at my ability. Look at him. I give all glory to God. Everything that is good in me, I give all glory to God. It's not me. I give it to him. And that's our purpose. It's to give glory to God, to know Him, to love Him, to give glory to God. And this, I think this is important. Sometimes the church misses this one, okay? Don't miss this one. Your third purpose in life is to share God's love with the world. To share God's love. And that's why we're doing this event. That's why, well, this is why we are inconveniencing you this morning. That's why this church is, you're looking around, man, what is a mess in here? I know, isn't it awesome? Because we are sharing God's love with the world. And sometimes when you share God's love with the world, it gets messy. But man, you were created to do it. To make Jesus' mission on earth our personal mission. Did you know that? You see, that's what he does, is he passes that mission on to you. And that's why we've said this, and we're going to talk about this here in a few weeks. I know if you could just be patient with me, I've kind of pumped, I've bumped back our sermon series, We Are so that we can kind of get through some of, these, some of these events. But we're going to talk about what our mission, our vision, and our values are for the church. You don't want to miss that. But let me just give you a, a, just a heads up. We've talked about this before. This is the mission of Thrive Church. This is our purpose. Our purpose is to lead people. To lead people wherever they are in life's journey, wherever they are in their faith journey, wherever they are, we want to help lead them. The word lead means to help influence. We're gonna, I'm going to influence people by loving on them, encouraging them, investing in them. I'm going to lead people 
in the 715, because that's where God located us. Smack dab in the middle of the, the 715 area code. And I believe that the vision is bigger than Wausau. I believe it, it's in the 715 area code. And we want these people to become, because that's all of us. All of us are still becoming what God has called us to be. And, and what that means is it's transition, it's transformation, it's sanctification to become life-giving. How many of you have ever been in a life-taking church before? How many of you know Christian life-taker? You know what I mean by a life-taker? Somebody like you get around them and they're just like a prune. They're just the meanest old badgers you've ever met. That's why I'm a Buckeyes fan. Nice. They're just mean. We're supposed to be life-givers. This life that Christ has put in us is not meant to stay with ourselves. We're called to be life givers, not life consumers. To lead people to become life-giving followers of Jesus. Can you just envision, just kind of, sometimes you look at art and you got to kind of squint to really see the vision of it. Can you, can you squint your eyes with me for just a second? I want you to envision with me a church. Maybe it looks a little bit like the church that's in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, a life-giving church. A church that I call the disengaged are looking for. What I mean by disengaged, disengaged people, I've done this, this, the, the graphics on this, this 715 area code, and the one thing I've discovered, and I'll talk about this more later, there are a lot of people who have been raised up in the 715 in the church. A lot of people driving by, watching online today. They grew up in the church. They have a knowledge of God, but their heart is far from Him. And there's good reason. There's reasons for it. They've been burned out. They've been disappointed. They've been fried out, whatever. But they're, all I know is they're out. They're out. And I think that's what religion does to us. Religion burns us out. And I think they just never really discovered relationship. But just envision with me a life-giving church. A church where everybody is a minister and a missionary. And when people come into the doors or you go, when you go outside the doors, you are a minister and a missionary. You are life-giving. You, you, you know that your purpose is to share God's love to a hurting world. Just envision the power of that church. Because I tell you this, I believe the disengaged of the 715 are looking for a church like that. Because we know this, that whenever transition, life transitions or tension comes their way, they begin to look up. And that prayer box just proved it. The prayer box that I showed you this morning, it proves people are looking for that. What if, just what if, at 400 Grand Avenue, people of the 715 found that church? They didn't find a building. They found a church. I want you to get that vision this morning. To be a church that the disengaged of the 715 are looking for. So I'm going to ask you this morning as I close. So I talked about purpose. I said our purpose is, number one, to love 
and know, to know and love God. In order to love him, you got to know him. To know and love God. We said number two is to glorify God. And number three, it is to share God's love to a hurting world. Can I, can I just ask, if those three things are our purpose, in, in your notes, you're following along in your notes this morning. If those three things are your purpose, will you do me a favor? Just will you do something right now? Will you just write down a score between 1 and 10 on how intentional you are about those things? Let's go ahead by one, one, one at a time. I'll give you a moment to do that. Those who are online, look at your notes. On a scale, on a scale 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest. How intentional are you being about getting to know God more and loving God more? Write down your score. Write down your score on, on, on you are glorifying God in your life. You are bringing attention, a positive attention to God. Number three, you are sharing, you are being intentional about sharing God's love to a hurting world. Just envision that church this morning. Can we just pray for that church? Can we pray for this? Some of you are here this morning. And re remember how it started this message. It said it, it's starting anew. You dis when you discover who you are in Christ, you discover your purpose. And some of you are here today and you're watching online and you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Can I lead you to him? Can I lead you to him? And it, it, it just comes just like this. It just comes as a simple prayer. Just say, God, I need you. Just pray that along with me. God, I need you. I'm inviting the Lord of the universe. I'm inviting your spirit to come and live inside of me. I know that I need you to transform me. I know that you need to forgive me. And I'm choosing today, I want to be reborn. And I'm choosing today to live for you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Can we just give God a shout out for praise? Life change. It's all about life change. And I want to pray for you. Some of you, you feel like you've lost your purpose. You have forgotten that you're a masterpiece. If that's you this morning, just raise your hand. You say, thank you, Pastor, for reminding me. And Lord, I just pray all around this room that you would remind each person, those who are watching online, those who are in the balcony this morning, that you would remind us that we are your masterpiece and that you have a plan and purpose for our lives. And God, we pray that through your spirit, we would be intentional about living that out because we know that's where fulfillment is comes from. And so God, we want to know you more. We want to serve you more. We want to see this world changed. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I just, again, I, thank you, church. I want to encourage you. Thank you for your, your participation in this event by giving financially, by giving of your time and giving of your energy to make this event happen, to share God's love with our community. Give yourselves a hand this morning. Thank you for doing this. I want to remind you, we're going to be looking for those who can help us to reset up the, the chairs for the, for the event today. I encourage you to, to reach out to somebody today who you know could just kind of need God's love today. Bring them out. Bring them out for this event. See what God does. 
In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hey, this is Sheldon Miles here, pastor at Thrive Church, and I want to thank you for watching this video. And if it impacted you in any way, I want to encourage you to do three things. First, become a part of the Thrive Church family by subscribing and following us. Make sure to join us on our Facebook page every Sunday. Second thing is share. Share with your friends, coworkers, and the people around you. The final thing, consider partnering with us financially. If this ministry is impacting you, I would ask you to pray about what you can give to help us take this message to the entire 715. And as always, we want you to know that you are welcome, accepted, and loved here at Thrive Church. And remember, you were created to thrive. We'll see you next week.